We welcome the Timothy O'Neill Band to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. Timothy O'Neill was previously on the program as a member of Frankie Boots in the County Line, but on this episode, he takes center stage. Tonight, we'll learn about the man behind the music as we sit down and talk with the band, and later, we'll hear some of the very music that they create. Please welcome to the program the Timothy O'Neill Band. Hi, Jim. Hi, Tom. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thank you, guys. Boys. <laughs> We're excited to be here. I was thinking for tonight's episode, because you have been on the show as a support player, but tonight you're you're the man. Okay. Well, I'm just a man. You're the force that pushes this band forward. I would imagine. Uh, not yeah. only not only are you the principal songwriter, mm-hmm. but also you're the person who is facilitating all of the stuff that the band does. Right. Sure. I manage the website. Um, Book I the shows, do the, all the booking. God, if anyone's out there and wants to do that for me or us, <laughs> I'd really encourage it. <laughs> do you have a, a tough time doing that and maintaining like what people would uh, call like a normal life outside of that? Uh, it is difficult. Yes, I guess. In, in some way, it is tough to... For instance, I didn't sign up to be a website designer. I didn't sign up to be um, a professional social promotion agent. The reason I bring it up is because I know some people who um, maybe don't play music, but are independent contractors doing something, whether it's artistic or not. Sure. Uh, Tom, of course, manages the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I got a handful of my things that I do. Yeah. And uh, it seems like to effectively do that, most people who don't do that don't have a full appreciation for just how much energy that takes and just what you you are not including in your life in the interest of doing that. Sure. So I don't know if that resonates with you at all. Absolutely. Uh, it sounds like the writing of the music is not a problem for you. The performing the music is not a problem for you. You're happy to do those things. You, right. would, you would do that 24 hours a day, seven days a week Absolutely. until you died. I think that aspect, though, is what causes people not to be in it for the long haul. That, I think that's true. I think it's that and then uh, what's the answer to 99 questions out of 100? Money. Yeah, well, that's, that's an issue as well. And it's just, I mean, ask yourself any question, literally anything, about anything. It's, the, the answer comes down to money. And I think that it's, uh, it's you know, I'm not here to, <laughs> I know you're probably thinking of some question that doesn't have the Does arrival Does this look like a rash to you? <laughs> yeah. Do I want money. chocolate you ice cream tonight? That. Or like, do I you want vanilla ice cream? You need health insurance. <laughs> money. Money. I think it all comes down to... Um, you know, the idea is you want to be creative. You want to be as passionate as possible at your creativity and the art that you create or about anything that you do. Um, for instance, I spent some time in Japan that was very inspiring with my brother. Uh, I spent a month over there. He lived there for about a decade. And I saw, I learned a new way to look at anything. Um, it doesn't matter if you are a janitor in Japan, you are the best janitor that you, or I mean, I, I spent a minimal time in Tokyo, Okinawa and, um, and uh, Nagasaki, but I don't want to generalize the whole country, but it seems that the work ethic over there is much more, it doesn't matter what you do, you're the best at it, or you're going to strive to be the best at it. So even though it's kind of like taking off topic, but no, this is perfect to come down to that area is I don't know if I'm going to be the best booker. I don't know if I'm going to be the best website manager. 
I don't know if I'm going to be the best songwriter. I'm not going to be the best songwriter. Bob Dylan exists. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be the fastest guitarist in, in California. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, but I think the music that I've created has spoken for itself, and I try and be the best that I can be without letting my financial hurdles stop me, if that makes any sense. Do you find that the financial hurdles sometimes motivate, though, too? Yes. Do you think that it would be problematic for you if you just happened upon a $100 million inheritance? Absolutely. I think, yeah. I would, I think my music would go to... Wait, are we allowed to cuss on this? Yeah, yeah. Please. Or I think our music would go to shit. <laughs> yeah. Or my, mine would. I think that there's definitely a very big difference between... I mean, I don't know everyone here's particular financial positions, but I do know that we all are not rich. And I have seen the way that these four guys... Three guys, excuse me. Four, including me... Um, treat the world, the people they're around, um, their social surroundings, people that are important, or, or maybe not, maybe even not important. <clears throat> they treat them with respect, dignity, uh, even if they're not happy with them. And I think that, uh, and I'm once again, I'm making a giant generalization here, but uh, I think when you grow up with, say, maybe a million dollars in your bank account, let's call it that. Uh, you're a little bit less aware of your social surroundings in terms of trying not to be an asshole or not to piss someone off or you're a little bit less likely to hold your tongue or learn how to behave in a social situation as opposed to someone like all of us probably who don't have a million dollars in the bank account waiting for us who know that every action you do day to day is you're going to be held accountable for, and that's going to be, that's going to reflect on your character, and you want that character to, to develop, so you can perform admirably as a human being in general, and then from there you want to take that into your profession, and I feel that people, and I'm, I'm sorry to generalize, people who've grown up with more money than I have, I, I'm, I'm sure there's some great folks out there, but. Uh, I feel sometimes those are the most inconsiderate because they haven't had to that whole like, Oh, you're an asshole. Well, you don't get the job. Well, I think that there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, you you know? Know, not everybody is a certain way, but I think that there is definitely truth to that. Mm -hmm. And I, I would even say I was coming from a different direction. You, you do lose certain social skills you may have, which will then further you in terms of interacting with others sure. and like, you know, progressing in a world of people. Right. If you can't interact with people, Right. then you're not going to progress very far with people. Yeah. And that's kind of what you have to do is like please people and sure. meet people. And like, sure. I would say it's just like finding the purpose. Mm -hmm. If you don't have to reach for something, you don't have to strive for it, then you tend to not to. So sometimes it's helpful to like ride that line of like not making yourself too comfortable. We've revisited this a bunch of times on the show, but it's always fascinating to me because you brought up money and it, if it wasn't something you had to like reach for, you're trying to do music full time right now. Absolutely. If yeah. you you know, didn't need to do it, I think you'd be less aggressive. And or if you I, were wouldn't less I wouldn't, or excuse me. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No. Um, I w there's a lot of opportunities that have presented themselves where I'm like, oh man, I'm going to go out to Nevada and I'm going to play some solo shows. I'm going <laughs> to just about break even with gas money and touring. I'm doing a solo show. I don't know where I'm sleeping. And then all of a sudden Donner Pass is snowed in and I have to buy chains. And like, it's like, oh man, I went up to Nevada and lost 
$100. You were a <laughs> philosophy major in yeah. college. Yes. Um, if there's nothing that comes up, we can cut this out. But uh, are there any, like, philosophies or philosophers or texts or life lessons, things that have served you well, um, things that you kind of reflect on, things that can be recently or they can be lifelong mm-hmm. that, um, I don't know, inform the person that you've become? That's a great question. Um, I would say that, I mean, kind of like a, a million things have influenced me. Actually, the reason I studied philosophy was because of a book my father gave me when I was about eight. It was by uh, uh, the late, great Alan Watts. And it was called The Wisdom of Insecurity. And the thesis of the book itself and kind of Alan Watts, I mean, if you, if you haven't heard of Alan Watts, look up uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the creators of South Park, did a, a really, really interesting, um, like a visual adaptation to some of Alan Watts' uh, teachings. Or I shouldn't say teachings because they're just philosophical concepts. But uh, it's generally, and I'm totally, I'm sorry for all you Alan Watts enthusiasts out there. I'm sorry, I'm going to bastardize okay, it. Okay, there's but probably more people who don't know him, so this is good. Okay. We try uh, to go for the middle with this program. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Not the extreme Alan Watt fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's some guy just beating his, beating his head over, yeah. wearing a helmet, beating himself with a hammer. Yeah, this program um, is not for him. Okay, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, it's the idea that we as human beings, I think, ha- are preparing so much for the future. Um, you know, you're w- w- when you grow up as a child, you're in, you're in elementary school and you move to middle school and you move to high school. And you're encouraged to go to college because, you know, if you don't go to college, you're going to be a fuck up. And then once you go to college, you're like, well, you're going to be a fuck up if you don't go to grad school. And then you get out of grad school. And then by the time you're, you know, 25, let's just call it then, then you get a job. And that's like, well, you want the promotion. And then you get the promotion. And then you realize that you got to make more money. And then you, you keep climbing this corporate ladder. And all of a sudden, you're dying. It's, it's not about the beginning or the end. It's about the journey. It's the, it's the middle. It's, it, I think Alan Watts, if, if I can remember, I'm paraphrasing here, but air quotes, in the, in the search for a better future and a better understanding for the past, the human species has lost or has created an all too dim sense of the present. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that whole seize the moment, like y- you might get hit in the ass with a pie wagon type of thing. Um, but I think that, I mean, you have to take that once again, or conversely, you have to take that a little, um, I take it with a grain of sand. Like you, you, all, you obviously want to reflect, like we don't want to not think about the travesties of military. Uh, we want to reflect on backwards military actions in the past so we can learn from them. And we want to prepare for the future. But as humans, I think we we lament so much about the past and prepare so much for the future that we're losing an all too dim sense of the present. I have a question about the new album, which is called Tob. <laughs> well, T O B. Yeah. Um, is it, is it, ju- is it supposed to be Timothy and Neil band self-titled or do we call it Tob? I think we just call it Tob. Tob, which is kind of like T-O-B. AFI, if you will. Yeah. yeah. But just less successful. Well, currently, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Like <laughs> Other days of the Phoenix, let's too. Ch- let's check back in <laughs> yeah. 10 years. Um, this is an album that you wrote the lyrics for. Mm-hmm. I could not find them online, so I wasn't able to like pour through them and mm-hmm. like 
laser fucking in fair, on fair like enough, this seems enough. like something that he would want to talk about <laughs> but i am curious since it is the most recent release is there anything in that album lyrically or experience wise that resonates strongly that feels particularly important yeah and i knew this was going to come up uh actually when i saw the five microphones i was like wow this is going to come up um a long story short i my best friend that i played music with my whole almost my whole life uh took his own life when he was 27 five years ago we were both 27 and uh he's my drummer he's a great singer helped me learn guitar um you know in in respect to his family um you know i don't want to get into any specifics but uh it was really tough for me to move on uh I definitely started drinking way too heavily. Uh, I definitely turned to substance as there's just a lot of pot and a lot of a lot of drinking, just trying to numb the pain. Uh, luckily, I never got too far. I never got far into like hard drugs or anything like that. But uh, the death of this of this man, um, Adam, Adam James, uh, was instrumental to me pursuing music full-time now when i lost him i i had this like like buoyancy issue like whether i was gonna sink or float and uh i mean that in terms of life uh i've never you know i mean i don't know what i was thinking during those times it was quite difficult but uh more importantly i think that he taught me that when you lose someone that talented to the world or it's whatever the world puts you through. Um, the idea that I'm still alive right now, like I can't, I, I have to go full forward. Like it was either, look, I'm going to stop and maybe I shouldn't be here either or I'm going full force and I'm going to kick the world in its ass and play music in his honor and in his family's honor. And so that's uh, one of the big things that the first song off the album, Dying Man, it, the whole album's about him. Um, it was really, I was living with Tim and he would run lyrics by me and he would tell me this, this thing happened and, you know, with, with this guy that, that we all knew. And he said, you know, this is coming up. And, and it was like watching it in real time. And Tim would write a song and he'd run lyrics by me and we'd go through rhyme schemes and work on it and, and, and finish out a song. And then when we heard about Adam passing, we went out for a beer and I, it was like the, one of the first things I asked you, we were like silent in the car. And I was like, so what do we do with all those songs? I was like, are you still going to release them? He was supposed to drum for the new record or the, our, our record that we, and knowing that some of those songs were about him. I remember saying like, are you yeah. going to, are you going to ax those songs now? Like, is it appropriate to put those out? There's there's plenty of lyrics on that album that I gave you. Give 'em guns is one. Uh, Dying man's one. That's all. Like that's almost spooky. Yeah, I know. Give 'em guns is. I almost, almost cut it. I almost cut it. I was surprised it ended up on the record. What yeah. was spooky about that song? If you don't mind me asking. The bridge. Give a man a gun. Give a so man a gun so he can start to breathe. Yeah, that was pretty. Was before I had written waste, those lyrics. Waste your life with cigarettes and alcohol. Yeah. Um, 
because he was calling you a lot and mm-hmm. he was struggling and you were doing your best to support him and you came to me once and you were like, dude, I don't know how to support him. But yeah, it was, it was fucked up, man. And it was tough to like, it was, it was a make it or break it situation. And it was like, look, you're either going to be really upset about this and go get, you're going to be a philosophy major. You're going to go pre-law and you're going to be a lawyer who blows your brains out at 50. Yeah. Or you're going to fucking play music and get this out of your system. Cool. I remember that week cause I had started playing with you guys around that time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we had a show actually at Murphy's Irish pub and I can't remember if it, it was a summer day. I know that it was I, the day after Adam. Had yeah. Passed. But like yeah. the tough show, the, it w- yeah, it was, it was rough. dressed in all black. I almost canceled um, the show, but, but like I broke, I saw, <laughs> I saw momentum and I saw a force and this was me just like sitting in here and there. I hadn't learned all of the songs yet. I wasn't an official member of the band quite yet. And uh, I saw this insane, like I can't even describe it, but like this momentum to just push through and just keep going. And I saw it mostly in Tim, but I also just up there on stage with with uh, with Brian too. Um, you know that it was just kind of like, all right, he's steering the ship, and we're moving forward. And um, you know, it's I I wouldn't have been able to do it if my best friend. Had, I would have been like, nope, we're canceling. I'm sitting at home. Yeah. Like, I, I have to process this. So, I, you know, I have an, a huge amount of respect uh, and admiration for uh, Tim to kind of get through that in that way. You know, it's just. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's a defining moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's, it's, a cha- it's a chapter point. Shit or get off the pot at that point. It's like, oh, I'm going to sit here at home and just be sad or I'm going to powerhouse through it with what I know how to do, which is play music that I love with the best people I know. Knowing Adam in whatever capacity that I did, um, he was Tim's like biggest champion. Like Adam loved the music that Tim wrote. And uh, like if Tim stopped because of Adam, like it would have been the worst irony in the world. Like he would have wanted Tim to put that record out. For sure. Oh yeah. You've experienced similar to what he experienced. I oh, mean, yeah. how do you, how do you how do you, how do uh, you just square the circle in the moment when it happens? <laughs> uh, Aside from we, seeing him we, again, we've, we've but, discussed this yeah. before. I uh, I have a different concept of death. I I very much miss the people that are not around me that I love so much that that I've lost. Um, but I don't believe in death. I I think that uh, we're the ones that are uh, that are having the loss. I have a feeling uh, there's other things going on, and uh, God, it just <laughs> keeps coming back to. In, in Adam's case, it comes back to uh, there was only one video game I ever played, and and it was the Star Wars game because we, we've always had video games. I remember here. that one. Yeah, the old one that's kind yeah, of pixelated. Yes. Yeah. That one. So anyway, that that game I could play. I don't know why, but I could. And if I wasn't having a great game, kill it right there. And start over again. And unfortunately, this is the concept that I have of what the life experience is. Sure. I'm having a damn good time right now. And I'm going to go forward with it. And I would never, and I would, it's, it's not in me to end this game. But uh, it, some of my friends have. And others have, have had it ended for them. But I just can't help believe that uh, there's, there's something else. Does the album um, 
And, well, I guess two questions. Mm-hmm. Does that album end on a lighter note? And, well, you, you nod. So mm-hmm. let's start with that. Does the album end on a lighter note? Yeah. What's, what's the last song on that guy? Mo- or Irish Blessing? Irish, Irish Blessing. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, it does. Uh, I think, you know, just as something finite like an album must, you know, you don't want to leave someone just, well, shit. And that, and this album is very much in tribute to that person, correct? I mean that. Th- I mean, almost to tell you the truth, almost every song that I've ever written has some sort of Adam behind it. Yeah. Um, this is the first album that I have released since he passed. So the the new album, the material is written. Oh, it's all written. Okay. Yeah, it's completely written. Uh, just, every every song that we played tonight is not on the record that has been produced. Right. Every song that we played is new. Aha. Beautiful. Well, this is, this is a special treat for On Stage with Tim and Tom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listeners, uh, do we deal with the same subject matter on this new album, or are we looking um, in another direction? I, like, I, just as a human being, like, I have moved a little bit in a different direction from the death of my friend. And uh, it's much more about the celebration of life as opposed to death. Um, I haven't been heartbroken in a couple of years. I've well, had that's a very, good. very so successful woman. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've kind of found myself at like a writing, like you can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. I'm like, I've got a girlfriend. She's nice. She's wonderful. I, no one's died. Uh, what do I write about? Right. You know, I'm, I'm not drinking as much well, anymore. Like, places, like, <laughs> like it's funny. Cause like places in, encompasses so much like lyrically about that kind of, go get it attitude that we were mm-hmm. talking about earlier like that DIY the places that will go yeah. the people that will meet mm-hmm. it's much more written about the travel that we've had as a band and the experiences that we've had it's it's an interesting thing because you know this episode will come out and it will be edited sure. and we spent quite a bit of time on your friend um, yeah. but it seems like that's entirely appropriate given the body of work that you've Keep produced it in. because well, use your no, discretion no yeah. he'll he'll be in and this may even may be in too because it seems like he lives in every release that you do and, and a lot of he, he's probably with you every day he does and he is and it but it's also pretty special to sit here with you guys uh, and have you be on the precipice of uh, a new album which is going to kind of look at maybe a different side not sure. all tra- not everything is tragic right uh, a lot is right <laughs> but, right but there are good things and some of those there's things there's no sweet without the sour there's no sour without the sweet you yeah know? Mm-hmm. so it's exciting to sit here with you guys as you're kind of on the on the eve of this new album and things are feeling kind of okay yeah things are feeling great we're on the precipice of greatness right yeah. now i'm excited <laughs> Tom, do you have any closing thoughts for the Timothy O'Neill Band experience? Yeah, I, I think that should be their next album is uh, <laughs> Sweet and Sour Timothy O'Neill. <laughs> I thought you were going to say The Precipice of Greatness. No, I, I kind of <laughs> like the whole sweet and sour thing. I mean, who knows? <laughs> it's going to be called All Hands on Deck. <laughs> <laughs> It was really good to have you back on the show yeah. and get to know you more personally because before you, you kind of supported your friend's vision sure. and now tonight yeah, we, we were highlighting yours. So that was very special. And Thank I, you for having me and, and I, us. I appreciate that. And, you know, we, I just appreciate you just kind of being so open and being ready to share. Cause that's, hey, man, that's let's what, hang out. We have a beer. I'll do the same thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good. And there won't be as much pressure, too, to, to produce something that's fit for public consumption. <laughs> but but yeah. uh, we do appreciate that you guys were here. Yeah. And Thank you. And Thank the, you guys, the interview yeah. is now over. And in just a moment, we're going to hear the reason why we all gathered, which is yeah. your music. So awesome. Timothy and Neil Band is going to play some music for us. Thanks Great again, everybody. Stuff. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Yeah.
I've been a thousand times or more It's the only road that I will ever know When the icy hands of death Slip them fingers round my neck Go on and tell your Lord I'm finally at it home And I'll be singing Gotta believe me darling gotta believe in honey gotta believe that i'm searching for home build a home in the mountains build a home by the seams babe i'll build us a home just to know what home train before you leave honey them the only tracks you're gonna ever know and when the fiery hands of death come a steaming round the bend go on and tell your lord i'm finally at it all i'll be singing you gotta believe me Darling, gotta believe in honey. Gotta believe that I'm searching for home. Build a home in the mountains. I'll build a home by the seas. Babe, I'll build us a home just to know what home means. Giving up on indifference. Giving in to the wind Giving up on solidarity I'm giving up on looking in Build a home in the mountains Build a home by the seas Babe, I'll build us a home just to know what our means Gotta All hands. 
hands on deck, boys. It's been a long time since you set your sights, so set your feet on land. All hands on deck, boys. It's been a long time, and I'm so sad to say we mustn't sail again. Ago, just a story to be told. I took my crew to sail the seven seas. Yeah, the mermaids and the albatross, they brought me to my knees. But those deckhands, they brought me to believe. Saying the sea is just a lie. But then again, so am I. All hands on deck. Sail again. I still remember well that old familiar smell beside an ant is treading in the sky. Raise the anchor, set your course, and set a course for hell. Prepare yourself to die I see a storm across the bow No one can help us now All hands on deck, boys It's been a long time Since you set your sights I'll set your feet on land All hands on deck, boys It's been a long time Not so sad to say We mustn't sail again Every man aboard has a heart of gold That's why I won't let him drown That's why I can't let him go This is all I've grown to love in hell It's all I've ever known This is my crew So we put our sea legs on And we set a course for dawn This isn't what we love It's what we do This ain't for money, this sure ain't just for show This one's for the places that we've been and that we'll go This here's for whiskey and this one's for my soul This one's for my pickup truck that makes the road my own Bring the pistols, I give them guns Show me where you're and I'll tell you where I'm from I like 
likes to think that you know we can groove. There ain't no telling what my band can do. Please hold my waistcoat, I got some fun. Finish business, I gotta find someone. That someone said that he had nothing to lose. I saw a pocket watch, a wallet, and booze, and we sing. This ain't for money, and this sure ain't just a show. This one's for the places that we Tobacco women working booze Men to outer space and having nothing to do And we shank This ain't for money and this sure ain't just a show This one's for the places that we've been and that will go This is a whiskey and this one's for my soul This one's for my bigger truck that makes the road my own This future blowing in the wind These pretty women dolled up and drinking gin Here's a sing-along for all you folks who know The places that we've been and the places that we go And we sing, this ain't for money and this sure ain't just for show This one's for the places that we've been and that will go This is a whiskey and this one's for my soul This one's for my pickup truck that makes the road my own This ain't for money, this sure ain't just for show Places that we've been and that we'll go. This is for whiskey and this one's for my soul. This one's for my pickup truck that makes the road. Come on! This ain't for money and this sure ain't just for show. This one's for the places that we've been and that we'll go. This is for whiskey and this one's for my soul. This one's for my pickup truck that makes the road. Right. 
just a stolen kiss. No steaming engine ain't no stolen kiss. These pools of Downtown as night surrounds me, the air's still crisp upon my face. Forgot how much I really love this place. Forgot how much I really love this place. Oh, Carolina, how I miss you. Riding back home, send a picture A locomotive, no it don't exist if A steaming engine's just a stolen kiss A steaming engine ain't a stolen kiss Yes.